Welcome to Potter Familias. Coming to you from Fairhope, Alabama. Sponsored by LaCroix. You can't say that. You're going to get a suit. We're not. Canceled. We're canceled. I'm, I'm Todd Sylvester. I'm, I'm Stephen Sylvester. I wasn't... Sorry. I'm drinking filtered tap water. Mm. We're sponsored by filtered tap water. There you go. Yeah. Sorry, LaCroix, for suggesting that, that you're doing that. My yeah. apologies. I grew you up know, drinking... I grew up drinking just tap water. Filtered tap water is just as bougie as LaCroix, by the way. There was no bottled water when I was a kid. Seriously? No bottled water. Didn't exist. Really? And you wouldn't serve water. Wait, but that wasn't that long ago. I'm 52. Yeah, but I'm... Okay, you wouldn't Sorry, serve continue. water to people. I mean, water came at the restaurant automatically, but that wasn't your drink. That was just to clear your palate or something. So no one would drink water as no. their as their beverage with a meal. No. And I grew up in Massachusetts and Connecticut, so there wasn't like sweet tea. If you ordered tea, it came hot. Well, that that part I knew. But we're gonna we're gonna get into that. Yeah, because of the the cultural differences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I just remember that because now I drink so much water. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is crazy. But and same I, here. I grew up drinking high C Hawaiian punch Tang because that's what the astronauts drank. I remember Tang. You drink the Tang because yeah. you want to be an astronaut. Yep. So then, what about soft drinks? Or that's another thing we're we're talking about tonight is what they call that in different places. Yeah, but you might as well punch up the main thing and then we'll yeah. we'll go. So. But, uh, but that's the main topic for tonight. It's the main thing. So loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that, is that hot? <laughs> I recorded it pretty hot, and I left the DBs high on purpose, and then I forgot to bring them back down. Okay. Yeah, so there you go, everyone. There you go. Topic for today is Stefan and I have lived in... A number of different places. Like I said, I mm-hmm. was born in Massachusetts. Yep. Lived there through fourth grade. Then I moved to Connecticut and still have most of my family in Connecticut. Although I've got one brother who lives in New York City. And then moved out to Ohio. That's where you were born. Yep. Because my wife and I graduated from Franciscan University. Mm-hmm. And she transferred in. Woo! Which didn't exist when I was there. <laughs> but she... Transferred in, lost credits, so we got married, and then we still had one more year, and she was seven months pregnant with you when she crossed the stage to get her diploma. Yes, you told me this story. Well, you should remember it. I I don't yeah. at all. Don't you remember being there in nope. utero? Nope. Woo! I've heard the stories. And, and mom said, we did it. <laughs> I don't bet that was really She wasn't cute. talking about me. She's talking about you. <laughs> And then, and then from so I was born obviously in Steubenville, Ohio, and then we moved from there to Louisiana. Yep. And you taught at Rummel for four years. Yeah. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah. And we lived in Louisiana. That's where I grew up. That's where my earliest memories are from. And then, (coughs) excuse me, we moved from Louisiana to Nashville while you were pursuing your um, your music music career. career. Yeah. When you had your record deal, and then from there we moved. Back briefly up, to Connecticut. Briefly back up to Connecticut, and then you found the job that you had for what, like 15 years? 14 years. 14 years, years yeah. which was being the youth minister at St. Ignatius in Mobile. Yep. So the, the majority of my childhood was spent um, growing up in that area in Mobile. But then when you graduated from high school. Then when I graduated from high school, 
I went to South Alabama for a year and then I decided I wanted to go to seminary. So I transferred up to St. John Vianney Seminary, which is on the campus of St. Thomas University, the University of St. Thomas in St. Paul, Minnesota. Minnesota. And while I was there, so I lived in Minnesota for three years, except for during the summer when I would come home. And I traveled to a bunch of different parts of the Midwest, like Colorado. Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Spent some time in the woods in Wisconsin. That's where I shot a gun for the first time. We went hunting squirrels, and I got to eat squirrel. Like, lots of crazy adventures. But so, <laughs> I got to eat squirrel. I did, and I say it like it was fun. It wasn't. Uh, it was gross. But uh, <laughs> but we, <laughs> I'm such a city boy. Like People ask me all the time, like, oh, do you like to hunt? I go, no. Do you like to fish? No. I'm good. No, here's my man card. You no, know? you still watch football. Yeah, I love it's football. Time to back off. Well, yeah, but I mean, I spent all of my time in high school when other guys were doing that. I was... Playing, playing guitar. Playing guitar, yeah. What's wrong with that? Nothing. You would drive my pickup truck <laughs> Nothing's wrong. Nothing's wrong with that. So that's cool. Um, yeah, so... One, we, of our, one of our listeners, my cousin Norman, in fact, asked the question, is it real, the differences that people normally associate with, like, north and south <laughs> in different regions? Is it real? Yeah, people want to know, is it real? Oh, my goodness, yeah. Well, okay, well, you, you go first. You talk about the differences where you grew up versus where we live now. I would not... If, you've, if you had asked me, growing up in Massachusetts and Connecticut, would you say, oh, are, are people not friendly? I'd be like, no, they're fine. Yeah. Everybody's fine. Everybody's nice. People live in neighborhoods and mm-hmm. and so forth. I didn't realize the contra- the contrast until I moved down south. And then it was freakishly weird. Mm. Because people really are different in the way that they interrelate down here than they are up at least in the northeast. I, I haven't lived anywhere other than the Northeast, so I can't compare when people are like, what's it like in L.A.? I have no idea. I've never mm-hmm. even been there. I was only there for a minute, so I can't say either. But it was it was just, let me give you an example. Yeah. I went up one time to visit my family. So I flew into New York City and went and spent the night with my brother. And then the next morning, went to St. Patrick's Cathedral, walked down to Union Station, and got on one of the express trains to go up to Connecticut. Yeah. And and some of the seats, they face one another. And I like those seats because it gives you a little bit more leg room. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting there and the train, barely anybody on the train, but it starts to fill up. You know, I got there early and I'm reading a book with the picture of a nun on the cover of the book. Okay. And I'm sitting there and I look like I do, you know, <laughs> I, I don't think I look like a dad homeless or anything yeah. and or I don't look threatening. Let's put it that way. Fair. And this professional-looking woman comes in. She's dressed for success. She sits down right across from me or diagonally across from me, and she's got her stuff laid out and her computer. She opens up her laptop, and she's ready to go. Business, business, business. Mm -hmm. And I look up, and I go, good morning. Oh, no. (laughs) She closes her laptop, picks up her stuff, and moves. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm looking at her like, wait, why? Why are you moving? Oh, I, man. Because she's probably thinking, this guy's going to want to talk. Yep. And I've got things to do. <laughs> That's okay. I, that sounds really familiar, which is why I'm laughing so much because I had the same experience. Because I grew up down here in, in southern Alabama where everyone talks to everyone all the time. And I how, just. Wait, how old were you when we moved here? Uh, Like five? Five and about to turn six. Okay. So I've been here for a long time. Like I said, the majority of my 
uh, formative experience as a child was here in Alabama. So this is where I would call home for the most part. And I just assumed that if you're passing someone on the sidewalk, it's normal for you to strike up a conversation, even if you're a complete stranger. It's like, yeah, it is. And not only that, but you can go very quickly, depending on the situation, obviously, it doesn't happen all the time, but you can go very quickly from talking about the weather to really opening up about your life. And it happens pretty frequently. And I just thought, oh, that's normal. It's how people talk, it's how people act, until I went to Minnesota. And? And it was very different, and I found that out very quickly. So there's a couple Wait, of things. how is it different well, in Minnesota? Okay, so in, in terms of, because I've been to New York too, so I know what you were talking about where nobody talks to anybody else, especially on the subway. It's very strange for people to do that. Don't get if, eye contact. Right, if, Don't you look, get eye contact. if you look at a stranger, they assume they're gonna that you're going to mug them. Like that's, that's just how New York is. It's not necessarily mean. It's just people are not as social, especially if, you don't, if they don't know each other. So in Minnesota, I went up there with no prior experience, not realizing that the culture was completely different. And I thought, hey, I'll act exactly the same way that I did here. So every time I passed somebody on the sidewalk for the first week I was there, I was like, good morning. And I got a lot of the same types of reactions where people would either like kind of look scared and really? and speed up and walk away it's minnesota and some people well hang, hang on a second so minnesota is the midwest which is very different from the northeast and to their credit a lot of people would say like oh hey good morning and that was it there was no conversation there was no like i would love to get to know you better like hey where do you go to school blah 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 where are you from you're obviously not from here that did not happen whereas the first question that people want to ask you in alabama if you're not from here is oh where are you from you're not from Rand here, are you? You know, that sort of thing. I've, I don't know how many times I've heard that question. <laughs> Which to me is normal. That's just normal. It's normal to me, too. I thought that that was how everybody talked to everybody. It is but down here, baby. In the Midwest, I had to learn very quickly that a couple of things are different. And again, these are totally just generalizations. It's not like this applies to everyone. So feel free to be offended. But... Uh, you're gonna get some rude comments. I know. Sorry, everyone. Midwest. We're gonna we're gonna poke fun at you guys a little bit today. I apologize. I'm not sorry. Uh, so everyone was kind of passive aggressive for the most part in terms of give me in, an example. In, so in the south, in the south, if you and I have a disagreement, or better yet, if you're having a disagreement, say with somebody at the grocery store, so you don't even have to know this person. Like I remember getting into a shouting match one time uh, with a guy who was trying to take a parking spot that I wanted. And I was going to pull in and he like put his blinker on and was honking at me even though I had gotten to the spot first and was getting close enough to where I no longer felt comfortable pulling into the spot. So I rolled down my window and started fussing at the guy. And he rolled down his window and started fussing at me. And where was and this? What this state were you at? Walmart. This was here. Okay. So we were doing that and we I was just like, hey man, I'm taking this spot. He's like, I wanted that spot. And I was like, you need to move. Like this is my spot, I got here first, get out of the way. He was like, I don't think you were there first. So we were having this conversation, this shouting conversation. And by the way, were you really there first? Yeah, I really was. For real? Yeah. Okay, I was just checking. Yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, I'm not I'm not a jerk when it comes to parking. I, just wanted I was to just make like, sure. come on, man. I just wanted to make sure. But little, I, I little do, dad check. I do little have a problem. Check. Okay, so this is your fault, by the way, because you taught me how to drive. I have a huge problem with people not following the rules when they're driving. And I don't mean just like staying within the lines. I mean, you trained me to understand driving to be this like sacred thing that you do. It is a sacred thing. And so much so that 
I point out to my wife at least once a day something that someone is doing where I'm like, ah, they think they're being nice, but that's really not safe. Ah, they think they're doing what they're supposed to, but clearly nobody ever taught them how to drive. <laughs> and my wife has gotten to the point where she does one of these like, mm-hmm, that's nice, Stefan. Wow, thank you. You're oh. welcome, Afton. You're yeah. welcome. So thank you for that. That's your fault. I'll take uh, it. So I'll take it. Anyway, back to the example. So we had this big thing where we were both able to be extremely clear about what was going on and why we were upset. Mm -hmm. That never happened to me once in Minnesota. Oh, really? Not a single time. There was no time where there was some kind of uncomfortable social situation where both parties were clearly stating what was wrong and why they were upset. Okay. So everything was extreme. That's what you mean by passive-aggressive. Passive-aggressive. I don't mean that everyone was like throwing shade like Prince. I mean that everyone was incapable of being blunt. Okay. Which is sense. why people say that in Minnesota, people are pretty nice. It's like, yeah, they are. They also get super offended if you're blunt, which is another thing I found out within the first week that I was there. Because somebody was asking me like, hey, does this shirt look okay? Like I got it there to the seminary and they're like, does my shirt look all right? And I was like, no, it's all wrinkled. You, should prob you probably shouldn't wear that. And I thought the guy was going to start crying. Aww. And I was like, geez. You're like, vicious. No, no, that's I'm not. Vicious. I, I wasn't. But, but here's the wrinkled. thing. To me, that's a normal thing. You're asking for my honest response. And this guy was like, okay, man. All right, geez. You know, it's <laughs> like, what do you what what do you mean? Why are you getting so upset? You asked me if your shirt looked good and I told you that it didn't. But everyone here in Minnesota would just say, yeah, no, they would be like, oh, yeah, sure. You know, but maybe maybe you should uh, maybe maybe I'd pick a different one. I don't know. It's kind of up to you. Like you can make your own decisions. You're an adult. And what that sounds much better than what, what you said. It does sound much better. But what, that's the Minnesota version of your shirt is wrinkled. Don't wear that. Which is just seems nicer. It's, it's crazy. So people, I, I definitely, and I want to say this too, because I know that people from Minnesota who I know are probably listening to this. I loved being in Minnesota. There were some things that Even I- Even when it was so cold. I did not like the felt cold. felt like you were going to die. No, I did not like the cold. I didn't like going outside and feeling like my skin was freezing. Taking like the boiling freezing. hot thing of water in a coffee mug, throwing it in the air and having it turn to snow. That was actually really cool. I did see that happen. I never did it personally, but seeing snow was really fun the first time. Uh, and then it got awful after that. I, I'm just not a fan of really awful winters like that. Yeah. And more it power. It takes a tough person look, it, to be able to handle it. It does. And I have a lot of respect for people who grew up thinking like there was a family that, that took me in all three years that I was up there for Thanksgiving because I couldn't obviously come back down here. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't have money for a plane ticket. So there was a family that took me and a couple of other seminarians who had nowhere to go in for Thanksgiving, which they were wonderful. And I still call the, the mom and dad every year to check up on them because they were just so good to me and left such an impression on me. That's awesome. But they were another big family because they had like eight or nine kids as well. Um, and I remember how, how nice everybody was. Like, I don't think I saw any of their any any of the people in that family any of the family members argued i don't think i saw a single time mm. um and it was really refreshing i was like man this is very very different from like you know meeting some of the the uh, or seeing some of the people in our family right i think the big difference personally is that plenty of people up in the northeast are nice mm -hmm. they choose who to be nice with in a much finer 
definition of terms. Or more limited. Yes. There yeah. are boundaries on their niceness. Like yeah. if they're going to be nice to somebody, it's because they're choosing to be nice to that person specifically. Mm-hmm. Whereas, okay, do you remember when my mom and dad, your grandparents, moved to Louisiana briefly? Yes. Uh, I guess they were down there for a couple months. They just thought, oh, let's get close to where all the grandkids seem to be being born, which is mm-hmm. down in Louisiana. And they came down and they bought a bunch of land in a rural part of Louisiana, north of the lake there by north of New Orleans. Yeah. And it was a, such a fail from the get-go because they built first a metal building and they lived in it while they were going to build their their house. And that was where their storage was and all that kind of stuff. Well, so it's just a metal building, driveway, nothing, nothing there. And as they're tearing down stuff and trees and preparing to build a house. So... He told me all the time about people would just pull in down the driveway and they would just pull up, get out. And of course, my mom and dad, being from the Northeast, if somebody pulls into your driveway, there's a reason. Right. You don't pull into someone's driveway unless you have a reason. Right. And the reason has to be like, is you, what business do you have here? Mm-hmm. Why are you here? Are you here to deliver something? Are you here to, you know, ask for information? I mean, what are you doing here? Yeah. So they would just pull up. And they, hey, <laughs> how y'all? And especially my mother is like, "What the bleep do you want? Like, what what do you what are you doing here?" And then they would start telling them who they were. You know, I'm T-Bob. This is my wife, Marilyn. And uh, we're fourth generation here. And uh, we live over yonder. I love it. And they're just going on and on. And my mom's like, why are you telling me things I don't want to know? Like, this has nothing to do. And then they would then turn and say, what's y'all story? Like, who are your people? Yeah. And my mom's like, I'm not telling you anything. I don't even know who you are. Right. So that that to me is is the big difference. Again, it's not that they're not nice. My mom and dad were plenty nice with their friends, but they yeah. were chosen, specific. They had bound. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I do, and that's the huge difference I think with the the Northeast and the Midwest from the South is that in the South you can with a stranger, like I was saying, depending on the situation, a lot of times you can go from talking about the weather to talking about very deep and personal things about your family and your feelings very quickly in a matter of minutes. And it's because I think in the South still, for whatever reason, I'm not sure why this is, but culturally it seems like a lot of those boundaries that people have in other parts of the country are not as strong or not as high. So they can come down quite a bit easier and faster. Yeah. I I was with my mom when she was visiting one time and we're in a large store, Mm -hmm. one of those big warehouse stores. And it just so happens. I mean, I think part of this also is just me and my personality. Yeah. I'd gotten to know some people in the store and I don't even know how this happens. Stefan, I don't know how, when we cross (laughs) the line of when is it appropriate to hug an employee of a store Mm -hmm. But I got there. And once you get there, there's no going back. Right. And you're going to remember their name forever. Exactly. And And you just start hugging them. Yeah. So I'm there with my mom and I'm not even thinking about it. And I'm hugging the lady in the bakery. She comes around. She takes her gloves off and she gives me a big hug. And I said, oh, this is my mom. She gives my mom a hug. (laughs) And my mom's looking at me like, who is this person? And I'm like, like, what's your relationship? I'm like, you just got to roll with it. Did she deliver cakes to you? But then afterwards, she asked those questions. She's, again, remember what I I said. She said, well, do they go to your church? No. I I have no idea what church they go to. 
Well, wait, why? What? Like my, it couldn't. It couldn't compute with her yeah. why I was that close and friendly with and her. And in fairness to your mom, it's not like everybody in the South does this. This might just be a Sylvester thing because I've got dozens of people, and Afton makes fun of me for this too. I've got dozens of people who I have no connection with other than I go to the place that they work a lot. And I know them, and they know me. And that's just, I guess, part of being extroverted and social in the South because you can make those connections with people and they can get very strong Really quickly. Yeah. And it doesn't come across as weird or creepy. Not not in the slightest. Because, when you're in the South. Right. And, and, and everyone sort of like you can automatically tell when somebody is not originally from here if they react in that way, like assuming that you're doing something weird just by wanting to strike up a conversation. Like obviously, obviously there are creepy people who try to flirt with people when they shouldn't just with strangers, but that's not what we're talking about. We're just talking about when you go to a place that you go to a lot where you're a regular, you get to know the people that are there just because that's what you do in the South. I don't know where that came from or why that's a thing, but that's been, that was my only experience of social life from the time that I was a kid. Yeah. So going to Minnesota was a huge culture shock for me and I had to learn the rules of how you act in the Midwest and how you speak or else I was just going to offend everybody. And I think that's really how it plays out everywhere where we are. You just kind of have, have to learn the rules. Those, yeah. those mores that are regional, wherever you are, this is, this is how you behave. I never want to leave the South, though. I absolutely love the way people treat each other down it, here. It's something where I, I think that I was definitely born for this area. Yeah. Because it's one of those things where I like, I like the Southern nod. Like you don't see that, yeah. especially at least up in the Northeast, you don't get the Southern nod. Mm -hmm. When I come to a four-way stop and you get the, you get the nod. Yeah, somebody's you know, like, you go ahead. Yep. No, it's not the you go ahead. It's, in fact, that person waved, waved you on, and then you give them the nod. Oh, yeah, to recognize yeah. that. I see, I see you. I see you. Yeah. And thank you. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things, maybe even a little slight wave or even better is when a guy has a really nice pickup truck or nice, you know, whatever. And you give him the, well, yeah, you get, you get the respect, <laughs> Southern respect. I give that to mm. people and it makes people smile. Those are like, nice. There is, there was a guy that I saw one time who was driving who had one of the funniest license plates that I've ever seen. And I can't repeat it, but it had to do with Alabama football. And it, it was that plus a few other words. <laughs> and and I started laughing because I was behind this guy and I pulled out my phone to take a picture because we were at a red light. And the guy saw me taking a picture and he kind of looked back like, what are you doing? And I went and put my thumbs up in the air and he was just like, yeah, because he knew exactly <laughs> what I was doing. And we had this moment. I don't even I don't I don't know even what the guy looked like because I, I only saw the back of his head and his eyes and his rear mirror. Funny. But we had this moment where. I was taking a picture of his license plate because I was like, I have to send this to someone. Yeah. And it was cool. And if it was anywhere else in the country, I think that wouldn't have been acceptable. Like the guy it would have been like, why are you taking a picture of my What are you doing? Plate? Like, do I need to get out of my car and talk to you? I am calling and the police. All I had to do was give the guy a thumbs up and he knew exactly what was going on. There you go. There you go. Well, in the comments, let us know. Because I'm sure, I'm sure there's more things like yeah, this. And uh, your own personal examples or wherever you live, where the kind of rules are that you have to abide by and and such. But I think your point is probably the most important one to remember yeah. is you got to kind of get the lay of the land on what's acceptable. Just like I can even be more friendly 
when I'm out with your mom. Yeah. It just, it frees me up. And, and it, I can even go another degree of friendliness when I'm out with either the younger kids or your children. When yep. I'm out with your grand, I mean, with my grandkids, your kids, it's awesome because everyone's like, they're so cute. I mean, yeah. all, any resistance, any, you know, barrier goes down and then you can be as friendly as possible. Yeah. I love going places with my wife and kids for the same reason. It's so much fun. Well, you guys are a beautiful family. Well, so. thank you. We, we really like uh, being able to share our goofiness with other people. Indeed. You got a song for us? I do. This is a very special one that I got to play the other day for the person that I wrote it for, which was really cool. This one is called She'll Be All Right, and it is self-explanatory. <laughs> that noise that noise is part of the song. <laughs> She's drunk again. Left without a friend. Not a dollar in her pocket she can't spend. She's all alone. Left out on her own. And it's been so long since she has had a Tried everything I could to change her life And I'm staying on my knees a little longer every night I'd give anything to know she'll be alright She's soared inside And that pain won't die Liquor only soothes it for a while She won't ask for help Cause she blames herself She's not sure she'll ever get well And there ain't a thing that I can do to fix her I tried everything I could to change her Tried everything I could to change her life And I'm staying on my knees a little longer every night I'd give anything to know she'll be alright I'd give anything to know she'll be alright I'd give anything to know 
she'll be alright alright now you gotta share with them what she said the woman that you wrote that song for and about <laughs> what she said right after that yeah so I, I got to play it for her and she said Stefan I think I'm gonna be alright and then we all just started crying. Yeah, everyone was crying. That was awesome. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening to Potter Familius. Thanks, y'all. We appreciate it. Please do all the things, especially... Yeah. Like, share, subscribe. Yeah. Please please share this with people. Talk about us on LinkedIn. What? I don't know. Just another network. <laughs>